Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Oh, I'm Kenny. Bit of Sean Connery from Indiana Jones there for mm. you. Um, I, I'm with Jim. Hello. And I'm with Luke. All right. Uh, Pete's still not here because he's been naughty and we've banned him for another show. Yeah, he's on the Geordie step. Damn we'll right. probably let him back next week. Probably. Um, but not definitely. Um, right, let's start with an opening question. Gigi Bacali. Remember him? Yeah, certainly do. How could we forget the he, maniac? He uh, recently enjoyed his team beating uh, Chelsea 1-0 in the Europa League and commented that Chelsea are too slow to beat his side. So, who's your favourite slow player of all time, Luke? Oh, I think I'd have to go for Teddy Sheringham. Good one. Terry Sheddingham. Stead- <laughs> Steadwood Tedwood. Yeah, because he, he was uh, a lovely player, a lovely little boy. <laughs> Beautiful boy. Um, obviously turned out of a Portsmouth, did very well for us. Enjoyed watching him play. I like the fact that because he was slow, he didn't let it impair his football career. He just became cuter. And uh, I particularly like uh, the time that you met him, Marcus. Yes. Where he told a very good story, which I'm sure you're going to furnish us with now. I completely forgot that, actually. Yeah. I was working for a large television company. and Is this, in your, uh, is this in your babe station days? No, not those <laughs> days. Um, I never worked for Babe Station. Was it like a, it was like a budget online version of Babe Station? Wasn't <laughs> it? But you'd set up from your bedroom. I never, I reached, I never reached the top. It wasn't his I. bedroom? I.e. <laughs> Babe Station. No, um, uh, no nonsense. Of course, uh, I was working for Teddy Sheringham was on one of the shows, and I went to get. He was running very, very late, and I went to get him at the gatehouse. I turned up. He'd gone to another gatehouse, and the, the man disaster. There said, exactly, it struck Jim. So um, I quickly ran back in uh, to the building. To, to grab Teddy wherever he was and he was stood in the foyer having a little drink of water from the dispenser come as you like yeah and he, and, he, and I sort of burst in and he said uh, in a rush and I went oh sorry Teddy uh, we're on air in five minutes and he went well it's all about timing isn't it <laughs> like James Bond yeah, so, so for living up to a stereotype that everyone thought of him and for being an exceptionally good slow player yeah. I go for Teddy Shane. just for me that was as yeah. well yeah. Yeah. I think so anyway um, we're not going to mention his uh, Champions League winning. No, well, not, well, not a winning goal, was it? No point. Yeah, we've profiled him once. Yeah, you know we don't need to do it again. FA Cup a, goal. No, Jim Marcus has got a point. If there's one game that's definitely been undercovered in the media, it's the main <laughs> night of win against Bayern Munich in the Champions League in Absolutely. 1999. That magical night. Where was it? Where was <laughs> I think it might be in Barcelona. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, good start. Ready, steady, steady. Uh, Jim, who have you got then? Now, um, I know you disagree with me on this, Marcus, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to I'm going to mention it anyway, and you can stuff your points. Um, okay. <laughs> That's the spirit. Well, yeah. I'm give you the points. Ah, well, Punch then, then I win. Oh, um, well, well done. 
I'm going to go for um, the Brazil and Bill and Ted star Socrates or Socrates because <laughs> right. um, you dispute that um, he's a slow player but I, I just from what I've seen of Socrates he's a very slow player just sort of lounging around from the pitch from what you've seen you've seen World Cup 82 Brazil versus Italy Brazil were a goal down who burst through that Italian defence and slotted home it was Socrates yeah but it's not exactly a sort of Georgie King Cladsey style sort of like you know roadrunner leg style like he sprint is he it? burst through no he was a he was a lazy player come on he burst I mean I think I mean, I, for some reason I've been seen as the ruling party here yeah, I, I think it's dangerous <laughs> I feel Jim, well no I ultimately am Jim, but yes if, if, you so. if Jim if you agree that he actually burst then I don't think a slow player can burst. No, I, I disagree on that. I think, you know, you can be a slow player overall, but still be, be you know, capable of running fast at some point in your life. Has, yeah. has John Terry burst before? I, I imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> Ask any of his teammates' wives. <laughs> oh, no. It's I not what ho- I meant to happen. I was hoping for something John. a little bit more implicit there. <laughs> never mind. We've hit him over here with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, Dad of the year. Uh even though he was a smoker, I'm still not having him as a slow player. Mm, well, I well, I disagree. Okay. So, well, you know, uh, bear, bear in mind as well, you know, he he had an appointment with his doctor once who said, mm. "Socrates, if you don't if you don't quit smoking, <laughs> then you're going to have to quit football." And he just immediately quit football. <laughs> You've got to admire that sort of commitment. <laughs> Who's yours? Berbatov esque. Um, uh, well, the Berbatov's a good one. Yeah. Very good one. I was ooh, I was going to go for Carlos Valderrama. I still am going to go for Carlos Valderrama. I thought of him. Did Al Pibo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can't think of an occasion where he burst. Jan Malby's another one. <laughs> Fat <laughs> and slow. Well, yeah, that's probably the reason. Um, I think Luke's got the point. Thank you very much. Teddy Sheringham has got the point. I abstain from um, being able to receive the points and you, protest this week. You, you've, I don't know why I so regularly protest this. Yeah, <laughs> very I, I, simple concept. I'm going to take back some of your points. Oh, you know, when, when, you, when you stop to think of it, Pete and I have given up on this like three years ago. Yeah. And you still kick, you're still kicking against the bricks, though. You're still swimming against yeah, the tide. Absolutely. You've got to take your victories where you can in life. Yeah. Nonsense. Um, right, the FA Cup happened on the weekend. Oh yeah, the magic, all that crap. Um, Manchester United drew two all with Chelsea. Um, the big story was perhaps that uh, Ferguson Ferguson ignored a pre-match handshake from Rafa Benitez. Reportedly, is that confirmed? Or that's just what Benitez mm. said, isn't it? He I said that he waited for him and he didn't turn up or something. Or he yeah. didn't do it. He might have gone to the wrong Odd. gate. Yeah. Like I did, yeah, like Steady Teddy did exactly that time. Mm. It was it was at Old Trafford. I think Ferguson knows where the gate is by now. He's been there for six years. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. But maybe Benitez didn't. Yeah, who knows? But um, uh, but it was two all. Um, I'd like to talk about Michael Carrick's pass for the first goal. Mm. Glorious raker. His use his use of the ball is very rarely less than excellent. Let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, he's quite slow. He is very yeah, slow. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good rangy point. though, so he doesn't really need his pace like Socrates. Yeah. You're He's right. not like Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah. Stop smoking, Michael. What could happen? But it was a good game. I mean, when you Let's when, start. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> when Man United went a couple of goals up, you really couldn't see Chelsea get any way back into it. Yeah. And, and then I think Benitez deserves you know, a reasonable amount of credit for changing it around because that's mm. one of the big criticisms Chelsea fans have had of him. And, I, and when I... When I I was I was out of town for, for, and I watched a game <clears throat> elsewhere and I flicked on the Twitter a bit later than I usually would and I thought I'd see some people saying oh well done Benitez for changing it up and all I saw were Chelsea fans going well I should have played them from the start shouldn't he yeah. Listen, well, he really can't well, win I mean, can when they were 2-0 down they were very quickly singing we want our Chelsea back which is laughable like mm. you re- really how far back are you going yeah. you know, <laughs> could end up in quite a bit of debt yeah. Ken Bates yeah. <laughs> leaps to mind <laughs> the other thing is that like is it's a, it's a game against Manchester United at Old Trafford who are in really really good form. I mean, I know they got knocked out of the Champions League, but in, domestically they're in brilliant form. 
So the situation only just out the Champions League. Uh, quite. And the situation is that you know if it, if you get something slightly wrong at Old Trafford, it can go wrong mm. pretty quickly. Yeah. So so for the fact that he didn't panic and he changed it around, and, and even if he could, even if he admitted initially that he got his team selection wrong, which I didn't see him do, but I mean he may privately think that he still needs to have some sort of credit for for, for salvaging a draw. And actually, they were unlucky not to win the game. How they? how often do any team peg back Man United? Mm. By the end of it, it looked like Chelsea were the only team in it. You know, they, well, they, they really really. really the end, yeah, the absolutely. Was superb. I think the Haya could have done better on the second goal. On the Ramirez goal personally but you know he, he did very well with his feet yeah. as well I mean I thought Juan Mata would have normally put that away and I want my Juan Mata back yeah. <laughs> but um, it is true Benitez like you've really got to feel so sorry for him like yeah. he's even said I'm going in the summer yeah. you know it's interim it says there right on the screen but he's, you know, he's, he's getting some alright results he can't win there though can he? Yeah, he, he even if he wins they're gonna they, they hate him it's just it's the sooner it's over for all of them the better there's like you know 10 games left it's ridiculous don't worry about it it's just, it's, I do you got to feel for him as we said last week he knew what he was getting into but Jesus Christ just, <laughs> just on a human level imagine what his day to day life is like at the moment the poor sod just on a human level you got to feel sorry for him well, he's, he's yeah. trying to help <laughs> it's not like he's going in there trying to get him to lose games he's trying to help yeah. I love yeah. it I absolutely love it what did you think about Rio Ferdinand on Torres that was a bit strange a bit nasty and he, he got away helped, with, them, with nothing. He sort of helped him up initially, like straight away. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, hang on a minute. Now, Fernando can be a bit funny like that. Mm. I, I think, think he should get punished well, for Well, it's that. the ghost of Fernando he's, Torres, isn't it? So it's, yeah, you know, it's true. It's Maybe he thought he could very, run straight through him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not being punished for it. No, no, it's, I think, which I don't agree with, actually. Ooh. Yeah, right on the Achilles. It looked like it could be quite quite painful. Mm, well, know. who would know? But, but the thing is, Fernando Torres has got such a pained expression at all times. Exactly. He looks like he is in pain. Like a so, sad ghost. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Manchester United and Chelsea will battle it out at the bridge mm. for a spot in the semi-final no, no I mean, one knows when because the fixture list no that's, I mean that's a huge problem for, for Chelsea in particular it's isn't been it? about but July I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah it'll be the, it'll be the warm up to the final yeah, what, I know what be like, instead is, of having like a band on this year well both know both, game. both May United and Chelsea get to play in the final against whoever the other finalist is yeah and then they have the the, 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 <laughs> the quarter final in a few months time yeah and then the winner of that actually gets the cup is that right <laughs> who does the best result <laughs> in the Spe- one before yeah. speaking of ridiculous fixtures uh, my, my trusty housemate Jamie was telling me that uh, ridiculous yeah, yeah that works no, nice I haven't done a portmanteau in a while it's been uh-huh. a while since you've done one of those welcome yeah. back yeah um, <laughs> uh, I think it's Guernsey or Jersey. I'm pretty sure it's Guernsey. Um, they play obviously a few uh, levels below um, League One, and uh, they have an outrageous fixtures list to get through by the end of the I've season. I've seen that. Yeah, it's yeah, enormous. Yeah. And and even they, they played in the cup the other week and drew. They even got to have another oh, replay. No. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple of non-league points to make while we're on the subject. I'm right. Okay. The first one is um, spare a thought for fans of. Um, Evo Stick Southern League Division 1 team Woodford United who presumably played at Woodford and Essex I presume that Mm. Um, played 30 won none Gordon Bennett conceded 116 (laughs) (laughs) drawn none (laughs) zero points this this reminds me um, it's March (laughs) (laughs) it's about time they got something on the board yeah Yeah. that reminded me of when um of at the end of the crystal maze if a team was particularly rubbish and Richard O'Brien's going you have collected 113 silver yeah. but only 10 gold yeah. Yeah. and it's like you're off yeah, you're get out, out. Yeah, but yeah, you don't belong go. at this level of, of TV quiz <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the ones that got locked in they're staying yeah yeah <laughs> My second non-league point is that um, okay, we'll be my, back to the FA Cup in a minute. Yes, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Trust me, I love this. My my home my home team, Gosport Borough. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Bless them. Who are in the Southern Premier Division. We all know that. Yeah. All right. They are now undefeated. In three. Since the 3rd of November 2012. Ladies and gentlemen. Eh? The, the, check this out, right? Portsmouth, as you all know, won the FA Cup in 2008. Next season, mm. Gosford Borough will be two divisions below Portsmouth. <laughs> I think, if they get promoted, which I look like it might do. They're in, they've got amazing momentum. They're definitely going to get into playoffs, and they're gonna, probably going to go up to the Conference South. My goodness. Eh? More on Portsmouth later, though. Yes. Mm. More about... Oh, oh. Stay tuned, Berry fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. The Pompey steamrollers coming enough. up. That's enough. <laughs> Let me have it. You can have it later. You've had enough. Okay, sorry. You've had three starters, and we haven't even got near to the main. Um, <laughs> back to the FA Cup. That takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> to yesterday. Um, Manchester City 5, Barnsley nil. Yeah, they gave him a good gubbing, didn't, didn't they? they? Yeah, Carlos Tevez didn't seem to be bothered by his um, driving nonsense. Yeah, incidentally, gubbing is a Scottish word, if people pick me up for that. Drubbing is, I think, the English equivalent. Reminds me of Tony Gubber, who sadly passed away. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a shame. Yeah. Um, Thoughts to his friends and family. Indeed, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the surprise results of the cup was Everton nil, Wigan three. All the goals come in in a very short period. Yeah, four minutes, I think it was. Yeah, they just fell apart in like three and a half minutes. Can we all agree that it was a lovely uh, Phil Neville back pass? Oh, yeah, <laughs> really. So McManaman still had to sort of make a quite it was, it was a delish goal. finish. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, so it's got a few oh God, imagine imagine for, even as a as an adult facing David Moyes having done that. Mm. I can't. Did Moyes have his tracksuit on? I didn't see. Don't know actually. Can't confirm. No. Shame. Well, Shame. I've, we can. I think we can uh, safely yeah, say he did. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, must so have by the result. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they will play Wigan, um, Millwall, or Blackburn in the next round. They drew so one of those teams definitely in the final. It's brilliant because Manchester City will play Chelsea or Manchester United. Good. How's about that? It could be, it could be the, fi- the, the the repeat of the final we all remember: Millwall versus Manchester United. Two thousand and five. Yeah, absolutely. Was it 04? 05? Oh, I thought it was 04. Oh, possibly. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah. anyway, it was it was of yesteryear, mm. and but not quite a classic though. Wouldn't uh, be in the future because we wouldn't be able to talk about it. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's the only that's the only football match I've ever put a bet on. Oh really? I Did went, you win? No, I, put, I went into the bookies. It, it was Man United against Millwall when you lost the bet. <laughs> Listening. This is why you shouldn't bet. Um, I went into the bookmakers, yeah. right? And I said, I thought to myself, I'll have a pound, but I need, I need high odds. So uh, Denny, <laughs> that's not how betting works. <laughs> <laughs> you don't the higher the odds, the less likely it is to happen. Exactly. Yeah, but if you put a pound on it, you're not going to. Doesn't matter. It's only a pound. Yeah. Uh, you find that next day. Um, Dennis Wise to score first, and Millwall to win two one. Now my rationale was. Um, Ridiculous! No, my rationale that you're was mentally Ill. that Manchester United will just press them, <laughs> yeah. but a little ball over the top, someone's away, last man, John O'Shea, or whoever it was, chop them down, penalty or free kick. I love sending that off. Even now you're talking about this, like it could happen. <laughs> yeah. Sending off. Wise took the free kicks in the pens. Yeah, one nil. United are going to score. And then Millwall will take advantage of that. Extra what were the round. odds? Uh, it was uh, 250 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a new feature where every week we give markers a pound and get them to put a bet on and explain the logic. I'll just spend it on sweeties. Yeah. <laughs> sweeties. Um, which, <laughs> which I do now. Uh, ooh, uh, that, yeah, enough of the cup. Let's go to the league, the Premier League. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we massively analysed those FA Cup games. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty comprehensively, yeah. yeah. Yeah, almost like I didn't even watch the Blackburn Millwall highlights. <laughs> there weren't any highlights, mate. <laughs> I know someone bled. Jim, it was nil nil. Therefore, it couldn't have been a good game. Yeah. That's how football works. Uh, uh, Premier League. Uh, Queens Park Rangers have won again. Mm. They beat Sunderland three one, winning their of, winnable games. A couple of great goals from Townsend and Genius. Oh, Townsend yeah. was magnificent, wasn't he it? Was excellent. He ran the show. He's really good. Blimey, he's is Harry? Is he? 
Is he going to do it? Well, I hate to say I told you so. And obviously, it's not happened yet. But I, I genuinely thought Keeper had a reasonable chance to stand up as soon as they got Harry Redknapp on board. Did you verbalise that though? I did. I think I said it on this show. I think everyone thought that. Well, they go away to Aston Villa next weekend. They got a chance of winning that as well. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, see, I actually I remember saying that they'd, they'd still go down. So I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. So up yours, Marcus. Uh huh. <laughs> Again, I thought you so. Mm. Um, QPR with Bobby Zamora in the attack. Yeah, um, look a bit more likely. Redknapp likes him, even though he, he really does. Doesn't he's he? got an injury. I mean, he's very publicly talking him up, isn't he? Which is obviously, um, you know, his way of trying to instill confidence in him and getting back to the player he was at Fulham. Because yeah. let's, let's not forget, we were, you know, calling heavily for him to be involved in the England squad. I can't Rens- believe you guys were saying that. Well, indeed. But he, he, <laughs> you know, when he, when he sort of hit his peak at Fulham, he was, he was playing very, very well. So if Redknapp can get him back near mm. that, at least, you know, they've got a great player on their hands and the That's sort right. of experienced player that they need to just dig them out of this. I'll never forget Marcus's emotional uh, Bobby Zamora for inverted winger style uh, England, uh, <laughs> English shout. <laughs> uh, inverted winger? That's what you were saying. Is that what it was? Yeah. Provider. Yeah, you know, if you interpret that as inverted wing, then be my but it, guess. It was a good win for QPR, you know. It's a fantastic win. And Sunderland, I'll tell you what, I and they went a goal down as well. Absolutely. And Sunderland have lost four and uh, won none of their last six league games. Yeah, I mean, enough. Sunderland. It must be so dispiriting being a Sunderland fan at the moment. I mean, they are a, pl- a team that have sort of, you know, been in the Championship probably more often than they should be given their status. So I suppose you know, maybe th- this season they're probably just, you know hoping that they can just use it as a platform for next season but it's over isn't it there's nothing yeah. for them to play for it just well, must wait, be they got Norwich at home at the weekend they lose out they're in real trouble yeah. they, they could go down they're not that far off the, the, the relegation zone mm. one, thing that, one thing that Redknapp will, will have done is come in and he's very quickly and he's pretty good at this weeding out who, who's up for it and who isn't mm. and, and anyone who's got right. a foot, who is and who isn't eh? that's what I'm saying yeah. and that's what he probably said who wants well. it more that's it yeah. um, seconds um, <laughs> and he and, and for those who are showing any kind of uh, enthusiasm to the to the uh, staying up effort, Redknapp will see that and and um, and, and water it, won't he? he really try mm. and get that out of them. Absolutely. And if they don't show anything, he'd be like, right, you're gone. Whereas someone like Mark Hughes is rubbish. Is, is not Move very likable. We'll be angry chat. with them yeah. and just shout at them. I it's, would imagine. That's right. I've, I've had people. I've heard um, reports and, and people have said to me that the players thought that Mark Hughes would be really good with them and really inspiring with them one on one because of the character he seems to be and because yeah. of the things he's achieved in the game. Perhaps he has been before, maybe. But, apparently, apparently but he, he seems to have all these rules about handshakes. You could never <laughs> quite get well, it right. It'd yeah, just piss yeah. him off every time. Sometimes training wouldn't start because they couldn't get everyone to do the handshakes on their own. If one person gets a run, they've got to start again. Yeah, yeah it's murder. Um, but, but just going back to Sunderland slightly, just, just quickly, yeah. you know how important it is around this time of the, time of the year oh, do, yeah. um, for momentum? So mm-hmm. we just said, you know, and you see it with Reading in promotion last year and teams can get dragged into that relegation zone if they're playing poorly and not picking up points. And Sunderland are in terrible form. And, and if they lose to Norwich at home, there'll be three points off relegation probably, depending on how it goes. At this stage of the season, they can't pick up any wins. Well, that's right. They're in real trouble. They mm. really are. Well, Aston Villa are, are trying to turn a corner. They got a good win away um, at Reading 2-1, of course. I'll tell you what they did. They got Brian McDermott sacked. That's what they yeah. did. Yeah, I don't it's like that. It's a real shame. It is a shame. Do you think Do you think Reading have got that one right? I mean, they're obviously no. doing that thing, Jim, that, that you often say that teams do try and get someone else in for a little bit of... Um, Momentum, at, as Luke says, at an absolutely key time of the season. Well, there's talk of um, Di Matteo and also more kind of I don't know if this is good or bad but it's almost certainly brilliant Paolo Di Canio all the D's are involved um, get them both in <laughs> <laughs> you can have a Monday Wednesday Friday Di Canio you get match days just, yeah. just to <laughs> yeah, rile yeah, them up a bit yeah. what could go wrong there uh, everything yeah, good point. absolutely yeah, everything yeah. and it could be beautiful I'll have a to be fair that. though Jim I mean I know what you're saying because Brian McDermott and Paolo Di Canio are quite similar characters aren't they <laughs> <laughs> so it's all business as usual isn't it <laughs> 
how to throw a dressing room yeah. literally <laughs> um, but don't it is unfair because you, you can't help but think and I know I know the um, the owner has really wants to stamp his his own sort of mark on the club but if, he did say it was a tough decision it's, it's, yeah, but it seems to me that if he hadn't gotten promoted he'd still be in a job yeah do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, it's an odd one. To but think. on the other hand, I sometimes think that uh, I sort of thought about this earlier that if he maybe they wanted to sack him anyway, but he got him promoted and they couldn't go, all right, you sack them. They're like, no. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, I mean, the last time he would have been on the verge of getting sacked, they, he then started pulling out all these amazing comebacks. Yeah. So maybe this has been a, a, a long time coming. And you know, the, it's a shame because the, they had been in really good form and it's just dropped off. But the, I, fact, the fact of the matter is, he, he got them promoted quite gloriously, and. They are still in the fight for, uh, to stay up. They yeah. are, but I, they're not. A, I don't think the, they're look good. Look at the enough. resources they have. Look at um, look at the size of the club. Yeah. They only spent seven million on transfers. That's insane. They were on that run as Jim said, where they won like four and six games, and mm. then they just lost four in the bounce, and they're in real trouble. They're down, I think. Anyway, I, mm. I can't really see them put, put, having the quality to pull it out. More really. Glenville. That's what we want. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if Starting they okay, more. so they go down. Well, if McDermott's there, he knows how to get them out of that league. I think the players were still playing for McDermott. I, I, think, I really do. But yeah. he knows how to get. Okay, you go down, you go down. But he knows how to get out of the championship. Yeah, but uh, and that, then you, you build again, and you quite, get a bit of money. You it, get the parachute payments, and you strengthen the squad. Is it just right to just get rid of him? It's easy to say that, but I can't think of too many examples where a team have gone down, stuck with a manager, and he's got them promoted straight away again. I mean, it's a nice idea. Yeah, but I don't know if, it, the, if it necessarily works though. But the m- morale would go down so much, and you know how how you know unpredictable the championship is you're going to lose so many of your best players in a way that you wouldn't have done if you just missed out on promotion you know it's a different sort of, it's a different situation from when you last got promoted I think you're a bit weaker okay well let's, hope, let's hope the Canadian goes in then. yeah and let's hope <laughs> McDermott gets a it's another something job. good a good job the Chelsea job in the summer yeah um, Newcastle United beat Stoke City 2-1 Lovely free kick from Kabaye. Oh, of course. Delicious. Is there any other kind? Absolutely delicious. Um, uh, Walters uh, hit a penalty. Now, again, I said this about Frank Lampard. Walters always puts his penalties to mm. the goalkeeper's right or down the middle. The yeah. goalkeeper dives to his left. He's never going to put it there. Okay, no. Walters, he does vary. He's sometimes low, sometimes high. But it's never to the Who, keeper. Walters? Yeah. He sometimes smashes them wild over the bar as yeah. well. <laughs> Quite <laughs> frequently. Maybe the keeper was diving <laughs> out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, was, he was delighted I don't know to score. I'm <laughs> Why am I still even taking these? It's just embarrassing now. But he did score. And then Cissé scored oh, a great Cissé's winner. goal was the sort of footballing equivalent of just someone shrugging and going, and what? Yes, Just it was. amazing. It Proper was like indeed. socks rolled down in the playground. In the 94th minute, whatever amazing. it was. <laughs> great win for, for the Jordans. And they need points. They do need points as well. It was a big win for them. Sometimes um, when we get tweets through to the Ramble account, you pick up a sort of groundswell of opinion between fans of certain clubs. And recently I've been picking up quite a lot of groundswell about Stoke. Yeah, Pulis has been criticised quite a lot recently. Yeah, one one in ten or something. And just uh, people are saying, oh, just, we, "We need to evolve. We need to move on. We can't keep on this way." It's have they been found out? Do you think in terms I, of their style? I, well, they're still mid table, aren't they? I mean, yeah. they're one of those teams. Well, yeah, they've spent a lot of money though. Exactly. So. That's the thing. Too. It gets to the point where they're mid table, and do you accept mid table? Would you try and kick on, or what do you do? I mean, what's because ultimately it comes, it turns into this sort of existential crisis where you're like, mm. well, we're, we're doing mid table Premier League teams the rest of our lives. What we're going to do? Yeah. And they're either going to gamble, and it's going to work. But it'll need to change a philosophy, which may need to change a manager, or yeah. they're going to really fuck it up and go down. I mean, when has that gamble ever really worked? Well, I suppose it depends mm. on. I mean, there's plenty of. T- I mean, I don't know about these days, but over the course of history, there's been plenty of teams you haven't really done an awful lot. But the lot league and different these days. Of course, it, it is. Yeah. Back then. D- they need a huge investment now. That's the trouble. That's the thing. I mean, Stoke fans will probably um, correct me 
on this, but they they seem to have money available to them. They've spent a, a, a fair bit. I mean, surely they can start adding a few more creative players here and there, build on what they have, which is an incredibly in strong, robust spine, and just you know gradually evolve rather than just try and make this huge change in style straight away. Mm. Surely they're capable of that. From what I remember though of Pudis, because he used to manage a club I support, and from what I, I remember then and from seeing him at Stoke, I don't know if he's capable. I don't think he's done like a job, and you know he deserves credit for what he's, where he's put them. But I don't think he's capable of, of being expressive or mm. I just don't think that's his style at all. Well, they're going to cancel Mark Lowen's contract from the summer. Wow. Which is well, a testament. It's that. a backwards move. Because <laughs> yeah, I think he'll he's a surely prospect. retire. <laughs> so if he doesn't retire now, then. Owen or Pudis? Owen. <laughs> Owen, play a manager role. <laughs> Owen's got another five years if he goes to the yeah. SBL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Hey, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, the Danny. What's his name? Uh, Rod, the, the Rod Wallace. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, so, uh, Liverpool beat Spurs 3 2. Great win for them. Mm. Great win. Suarez with a lovely goal. Mm. Yeah. Slip, slip, slip. Sickening. And um, Coutinho is superb again. He, he was, was. He's really surprised me, actually, because I thought Coutinho was, was going to be one of those players who. Um, a bit fancy winger uh, come over flatter to deceive really have a nice little step over and a back heel and not really do too much but he's fancy well. fancy damn foreigner is he well, coming over here with his style don't want to get stuck in don't like it when it's cold I'm yeah. team Stoke don't know what Bovril is <laughs> well, I, I thought he was going to be one of those players Jim. I thought it would take him a while to settle mm. but clearly he likes have... Bovril and clearly he started mm. well Spurs is a sickening result for Spurs like a duck to football <laughs> Spurs were actually the better team I thought yeah, well, and, they, uh, two errors, stupid errors, uncharacteristic as well. I know Walker's not been that great this season, but that was mental. <laughs> Isn't it frustrating when uh, England, you know, people are worried about Glenn Johnson sometimes playing right back for England, um, and suddenly there's a lot of hope with Carl Walker and he's injured, he can't make the tournament. You think, oh, brilliant, well he'll kick on, and then you see these errors and you think, oh, we're going to have to stick with with the, with the guy who we thought wasn't too good. Mm. Well, that, well, I think we thought that with Johnson when we thought he'd replace Neville as he was getting old. Yeah, and he did drop true. off a bit, Johnson, but now he's sort of come back mm. and is doing. I mean, the thing with Walker is, I mean, it's just, uh, it just sounds a bit like a cliche, but I think it's it's true. Is that he's just he's too much, too young. He, he just believes in hype now. Yeah. He's not he's not doing anywhere near what he was doing. Mm. Um, and that Defoe thing was strange. Like he just chested it and then just lofted it into the penalty area, to his own <laughs> penalty area. It's an amazing ball through yeah. for the penalty. So apart from that, I thought Spurs were sort of good value actually. Mm. Vertonghen's second goal was unbelievable. Proper yeah. like not just any striker's finish, like a sort of like thirty a season man's <laughs> like finish. Brilliant. He's got some technique on him, Vertonghen. He really he? does. Yeah. Really but I mean, credit to Liverpool. I mean, they've been in reasonable form, and that's a good win for them because Spurs were. I mean, Spurs, it's the first time Spurs lost in the league since about November time, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's, it's such a shame for Spurs because after the win against Arsenal and, and, and some good form recently, they really thought that uh, they could catch Chelsea. And of course, they still can. But um, losing away to Liverpool is, is a bit of a sickener. Oh, absolutely. Especially yeah. having been 2-1 up and then being the architect of your own downfall. Yeah. But I think in a way that won't harm the momentum because they can at least put it down to individual areas and they can hopefully kick on. Mm. Well, I mean, this is the problem Spurs have had in a lot of recent seasons that they've you know, they've been their own worst enemies. They've crumbled under pressure and this is V.S. Boris's chance to just, just stamp it out now. You know, mm. Just make this the example of what you don't do from now on. Mm. Sort of, if anything, it might even motivate them more. Because you know this has happened because they've been coasting a bit because the, the form's been good, so maybe they need a bit of a scare. Yeah, I mean they got a winnable game at the weekend. They're at home to Fulham on the Sunday, I think, so mm. they can win that. Talking of Fulham, it's been reported by a couple of papers that they're interested in bringing Danny Murphy back to the club. Yeah, have you been? I've ruined putting his career. Rumor about? I think you have. Since I said it, he, since I said I like him, he's he's not played. Yep. He's been stripped of the captaincy. Right. And now he's being linked to another club the, as right, a coach. He's a league above. Yeah, I suppose well, so, some yeah. people are on yeah. your side. Yeah, because I tempted him to move to the south coast. You think? 
Let's go there. Get <laughs> League One. involved. Yeah. It's, it's League One. It's Portsmouth, it's Bury. It's a 2 0 win for Pompey. It's the Pompey Invincibles. Magic, you know, two games mm. in a row. Yeah. <laughs> there's, the, the fact that there's a very, very good chance that by the time the show comes out, Pompey would have lost to Leighton Orient because they're playing tonight. Not the perfect hat trick we all hope. No, well, 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 fingers crossed, mate. You never know. But it's the first, we had our, we had our um, first home win since the 20th of October. So we'll take a bit of that because believe it or not, the, the win against Crew was away from home, <laughs> which is mad. Yeah. yeah. Did you see uh, the mascots this week? I didn't see them. It was just loads of mums. Oh, it's it Mother's that. Day. It's just really that. strange. Yeah. Loads of like yeah. just ladies with yeah. mum number one on oh, the back oh, of their that, shirts. Yeah. Don't know if it was the players' mums or just yeah. some mums from Portsmouth. Probably, probably trialists, yeah. mate. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Doncaster Rovers though they won away at Bournemouth yeah Pompey got them on the, the weekend coast. first place first place Donny wow you know they beat Bournemouth and as you say and Bournemouth are in real trouble they've lost five in a row they have Eddie Howe's Sick Eddie Howe's Bournemouth. men no longer falling for his charm yeah and big David James has gone as well he has he's left what? he's looking for a club I don't think he's been playing much looking for a club player yeah. manager Reading 42 he is Mm. He's primed for it. Yeah. 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 It's a silly suggestion, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be honest. Talking of which, let's go to the SPL. Um, the big derby of the weekend was, of course, Hibs versus Hearts. No it, talking points. Nil nil. Move was, on. Yeah, that was it. It was a nil nil. Uh, it was standard regulation nil nil. Neither result. team scored, so <laughs> neither one got a goal. A, a very fair result. You I'd didn't say. think that was over the line, did you? Which one? The Hibs free kick. The Hibs free kick? Yeah. Remind me. <laughs> Oh, Griffiths free kick towards the end, yeah. where there was a dispute whether it went over the line or not. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whole ball. <laughs> <laughs> Did the whole ball go over the line? <laughs> Jim? You know what happened, Marcus. Let's have a Gorgie boy. It was the greatest robbery in the history of an Edinburgh derby. <laughs> and the magnificent Gorgie boy has got away with the point. <laughs> Thoroughly undeserved. You can imagine him after the game. Just get in the van and get out of here. In case they change their mind, get in the bus, quick. Yeah. So, if he sees a replay of that, that'll still count if we're still in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's at Marcus Speller. Yeah. Speaking of um, at Marcus Speller, I have had a few tweets recently uh, from people... Um, there was a few, I think, Welsh guys who went up to see the rugby, and they were they they, they went through Gorgie, which is where Hearts are based. And they're mm. like, "Oh no, we we realise why you call them the Gorgie boys." Yeah. So if, if I've not been clear on that, mm. do your own research. I've actually <laughs> I've, I've had some abuse on Twitter um, for slagging off that. Hibs once, where someone thought I was you. <laughs> so um, biggest compliment you'll ever get, yeah. mate. <laughs> and, and, and for those who've not seen the free kick, do watch it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely it's basically scandalous. Like Lampard's against Germany in 2010, but a lot worse. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's worse than Pedro Mendes. Yeah, yeah. Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. but Lampard, when Lampard did it, obviously he started complaining and stuff. But the one, the Hibs, Lee Griffiths free kick was so far over the line. Mm. He just, it's it like he didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Like, mm. He was trying to work out what the goal had them given. He was yeah, like, he, he, what's he, happening here? Yeah. He had the look, look on his face of a man who had assumed he was in a dream. You know. Yeah, crossed with uh, a, a sort of young boy because he looks quite young who'd lost his mum in the supermarket. He's just looking mm. around. Mm. Yeah, but it didn't stand, and Hearts <laughs> kept the clean sheet. <laughs> um, uh, Ross County beat Celtic 3-2 yeah, were t- Celtic were 2-0 up the boys as well. were 2-0 up yeah. mm. and when I call them the boys that's because it's Celtic's nickname mm. spelled mm. with an H um, uh, Ross County fought back and got an injury time winner Lennon was furious after this and I thought alright they've cut your lead to 15 points yeah but yeah. they you know you- they got through in the, the Champions League knockout phase. Uh, he cannot one. go in that dressing room and go, ah, <laughs> oh, well, never mind, boys. You did all right in the Champions League. Fuck it. At least we've got a couple of goals so the fans could have celebrated. Exactly. He wasn't as angry as Terry Butcher. 
Terry Butcher. Butcher. <laughs> Terry Butcher. For those, for, those, for those of you out there who don't take football seriously and didn't see Dundee 1, Inverness, Caledonia, Thistle 1. God, right? stop listening stop, now. Stop assuming. They went a goal down. I mean, they managed to salvage a draw, scored in like, the last five minutes or something. Yep. And uh, <laughs> at one point, I think it's when Dundee scored, because Dundee are dreadful, uh, Terry Butcher smashed the away dugout up. <laughs> Actually smashed it up. I love him. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. he bleed at any point? <laughs> yeah, he's always bleeding. He should yeah. be the next England manager. Yeah. Oh, butcher. Right, let's go to the Scotland of the South. It's the league. Oh, before, you, before oh, you move overseas, okay. can I something that, uh, that um, sort of caught my eye, which reminded me of you, Jim, is that um, Arsenal... Terry Butcher battering yeah. the... Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> no, yeah. It's Bayern, it's Bayern Munich, Arsenal tomorrow night. Yeah. And Vermeilen came out in the press conference today and was asked about the comebacks and stuff like that. And he said something that really made me laugh. He said, It's possible. Last year against Milan, we almost went through when everyone thought it was impossible. So that's the only thing you could think of. Like, <laughs> so another example when you didn't qualify. Yeah. Amazing to me, that. Yeah. That's like saying, We'll win the first half. I really you know, want, win the second yeah, half. I really yeah. want to ask the question to go, Right, but you didn't go through, though. Yeah. And him just to go, mm. yeah. <laughs> We could still go out on away goals, man. And, and Wenger also did another, a great one, which was, We've earned. <laughs> We've earned the right to think we've got a chance. <laughs> it's, it's crumbling, isn't yeah. it? It's crumbling around the mall. Fiddling while Rome burns. Look at this. Pompey get a couple of wins. Yeah. <laughs> Starts having digs at everyone else. Yeah. 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 The league. The league. Right. Let's go there. Uh, let's go Madrid lost at home to Real Sociedad. It's their first home defeat of the season. And Real Madrid won again. It's all going wrong. Last it's team, all going wrong. Last team to get points at the Calderon. Were Real Sociedad last season as well? I think. How's about that? Jim? They're in some season. I, I didn't realise this, but I, they're in fifth at the moment. Real yep. Sociedad and Malaga have been banned from the Champions League next mm, season. They have. So, they, so fifth place will get them into the Champions League. That's right. Mm. Amazing. And, and Thibaut Courtois, the on loan Chelsea goalkeeper, broke the record for without conceding a goal at home, didn't he? Did he? Eight hundred and nineteen minutes. Blimey. He's, he's arguably, possibly not even arguably, in better form than Peter Cech. Well, yeah. I mean, of course he is. He's the best loanee mm. in, in in Europe, I'd say. Mm. On the basis of that, and right. Real Sociedad did, uh, speaking of comebacks, didn't Real Sociedad beat Barcelona three two after being two down as well? They're in some well, season. I think they, they did, yeah. Yeah, they they beat in Barcelona as well. Come on, the Sociedad Royal Society. Yeah, there you go. Shove it. Huh? I'm not going to end that sentence now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Celta Vigo uh, lost two one to Real Madrid. It's the same for Atleti, but they've still got that cup final. Mm, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune into that. Um, it's not happening for a bit though uh, Ronaldo got a double of course mm-hmm. um, and they're in the next round of the Champions League too yeah it's uh, it's suddenly all looking up for Madrid isn't it, it now really that everyone's is. just given up on the idea of winning the league <laughs> Everyone it's gone, their going quite well for them did you see um, Sir Alex Ferguson made a fat jibe at Brazilian Ronaldo he did yeah Ronaldo didn't like it did he well, re- understandably really yeah. I think that was poor I'd, yeah. I'd like to criticise Ferguson actually for well, that go on then I, I think it's out of order I, think I respect what he's achieved in the game um, you know, he's got my utmost respect as a football man, but that's poor. Ronaldo is yeah. the greatest striker I've ever seen, and he deserves more respect than that. Yeah, the a red nose. Anyone's going to laugh about him what, being the, fat? It's us. Yeah. You mean the fat one? Yeah. <laughs> the fat one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronaldo. <laughs> I'm not talking about the, uh, the, the the athletic one. Ronaldo replied in the media by saying, quite eloquently, I yeah. might have, uh, I have nothing to add on my old physical appearance. I love that. The old physical. Mm. Well, he is going to add something, presumably because he's going to say something else. <laughs> um, he said, I regret how disrespectful he was when he referred to me. It was not something that befits a sir. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then he said, I'm, a, I'm proud of what I achieved in football. I was the best in the world. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he never said that. Why doesn't he ever say anything when we call him fat? <laughs> That's what I don't like about him. I think no. it doesn't reach him. Yeah. 
Yeah, doesn't reach him. Uh, elsewhere in the, in La Liga, Barcelona won. Of course they did. <laughs> um, uh, in, in Serie A, in Serie A, Milan won. The Rossoneri are two points off second place. Undefeated mm. since the twenty second of December. But they're listening to our criticism. Well, back then we were caning in, them. In like September and October, we were like, we were lamenting like the passing of a giant. Yeah, yeah. we were like this is this is disgraceful. What's Ooh. Allegri going to do? You know, a couple of signings mm. and they're there. Well, it was um, before that though, wasn't it? Just yeah, that's got true. the momentum. That's very true because Napoli lost away to Chievo. Oh, they've bottled it. They haven't won in their last five games. Yeah. Well, they drew it with Juventus. They drew, on four, they drew like four in a row. They got a, a very last minute goal um, at home and went crazy. Crazy, yeah. I tell you. Um, Cavani hasn't scored for ages. He I hasn't. Know. No, no. Oh, let's lament the death of a giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also in Italy, um, uh, Di Natale is considering retirement at the end of the season. No! Mm. Tony Christmas can't retire. Christmas no. is for life. He's 35 years old. Yeah, but that's, that's not our problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Move to Milan, you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Quickest you have another five years. <laughs> Quickest 35-year-old. Mm, does he burst? Oh, mate, he's got all sorts of pace. <laughs> Sores. <laughs> yeah. um, 15 goals already this season. But I like what he said. He said, in the future, I would like to become a coach. Not in Serie A, but working with children. No. What, does he mean like a school bus? <laughs> yeah, just going to ferry them around. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fast! I want to become a coach. <laughs> yeah. You mean drive coach. Good Um He's a top man though, isn't he? Yeah, of course I'll he is. say so, yeah. Yeah, I'll be back then. Haven't you got an update about... Um, Kids going to school. At the top of, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> at the top of last week's show, um, yeah. we talked about the Ecuadorian president. Well, you want to go to South America? Yeah. Well, well damn right. Come yeah, on in, chaps. Setting. Come yeah. on in, because I'm already here. Where are we going this time? Ecuador. Well, we're going to go to Ecuador. This is the story of the weekend. We talked about Jamie Estrada, who was, or Estrada, who was the president of FC Manta. He left his post to become a striker for the team at the age of 28. And we mocked him. Mm. A few people mocked him. Yeah. Um, he made his debut for the club uh, last week, coming on for the final five minutes uh, in the match against El Nacional. Now, Manta were 3-0 up, but any goal's a goal. <laughs> and he got the fourth with a lovely calm finish. <laughs> Two <laughs> minutes after coming Sounds on. Like a tap-in, though, it, doesn't it? I mean, that instant. Yeah, instant impact. Not if laughing that, now, are they? If that doesn't get him <laughs> a starting berth next, yeah. I don't know what will. Yeah. Well, he owns the club, so... Yeah. Uh, well, not anymore. I, I'm surprised that he you know, didn't give himself a starting berth. Yeah. Oh, he's modest. Doesn't fancy yeah. it. <laughs> I don't think he is modest. Yeah. <laughs> he came across very well in the interview. Both after. deluded and lazy. What I love is he t- completely took the headlines, of course. Everyone was celebrating with him. I- I'd imagine they would be, because if you didn't, then you might be on your way. Um, and then he was giving an interview afterwards, looking all very. Um, he-, he looked knackered as well, like he's probably huffing and puffing. <laughs> he didn't even love a few minutes. <laughs> <No, yeah. laughs> but it's great. Stuff. But he did look like a player, though. I, I remember thinking, oh, is this going to be some posh boy running around? Well, so you reckon he was like a decent player? He looked, yeah, he yeah. looked all right. I reckon every South American man could make. Make a decent pass of looking like a footballer. Do you think? Mm. What about El Diego now? Yep, definitely. Okay. Speaking of which, um, now this <laughs> wasn't in Diego corner. This has been this has been thrown branded around elsewhere. So um, this is why I or banded uh, around. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, they've stamped it. El Diego. Right. Um, and he's been linked to the managerial post at French champions Montpellier. Again, is this by himself? Is he his own PR man? Well, uh, there, there is some kind of truth in it. I mean, his, his representative said there's a 75% chance that Maradona will become Montpellier coach. Who's pulled that? Like, where have you got that statistic from? I don't think there will be a problem. <laughs> I, I've read that's not even his agent. I've read that he's got loads <laughs> of different representatives he said, and he's just like, he, he just said it. Yeah. 
<laughs> he said, we will hold talks and there will perhaps be a meeting between Mar- Maradona and the Montpellier president. Perhaps. Diego is a warrior and wants to coach again. I love the reaction from Eric Domeco, former Marseille and France defender. He responded uh, to these reports because um, I think he's a, he's a bit of a blogger and journalist in, in France. He said, this is the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> he has no achievements. I feel that he is capable of derailing a club which has worked well for years within six months. Well, he's got a point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Won the league and everything. They've, they've built their yeah. team properly, despite Nicolan being there. Well, talking to Nicolan, he commented on the story as well. He's ruled out Maradona taking charge of his club. He said, no, Maradona will not come here. There are too many agents involved in this affair for my liking. It's all a bit of a mess and I've had enough of it. The entire story is giving me a headache. Well, the worrying thing... Yeah, exactly. The worrying thing for Montpellier fans is that sounds like they have had some sort of discussion and there is some truth in it. Egad. The worst thing that can happen. The thing is, realistically, if you're a football club and Diego Maradona comes to town, you're going to have to speak to him. You can't just not speak to him. Yeah, yeah. And as a human, you're going to think, I definitely want to hear what he's got to say. (laughs) Imagine if Diego came around here now and we we obviously want to meet him because football fans and people saw it they go, oh, Diego for the ramble. It's not true, everyone. We're just meeting so it. stop spreading it around. Yeah, no, bloody hell. If, if you are listening now, Diego, get in touch. Yep. Uh, elsewhere in South America, although that was more of a French story, but Diego is the link. Um, Clarence Seedorf won his first trophy for Botafogo. Yeah. It was only the first stage of the Rio State Championship, but try telling that to the pitch-invading club officials and president at the final. <laughs> um, uh, Seedorf scored 13 goals in 34 matches oh, playing God. in Brazil. 36 what an athlete. What does, he, what does he always say? Winning makes me hungry. So happy, happy. That's it. No, I don't know. It could be yeah, it was, I think it's starting to do being hungry for for more things mm. to win. Well, so there you go. Insatiable, he's got to feed that six yeah. pack, hasn't he? Yes, he big time. Ooh, big time. What. Right, let's have some correspondence, damn you. Right, the question of the week was kindly donated and suggested, and all those other things by Stephen Kendall. Nice one, Kendy. So take a bow, Kendo. He says, sacked manager Brian McDermott. It looks like a thumb. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> what other footballers could be mistaken for a part of the body? Do one, of you oh, boys, do one of you boys want to sort of chip in? I, I think Wayne Rooney looks like a knee. Yeah, like okay. a knee had on had a cold day. Had a couple of knees. <laughs> but with ears. Yeah. Dave Nutt popped up with Hans Sagers. That's not what this is. Jim, we'll just, let him have we'll just get him warmed up. All right. <laughs> Andrew Douse, Harry Redknapp, ball sack. <laughs> 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 it's juvenile, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, Chris Marshall says, if you draw... <laughs> If you draw a face and hair around your Adam's apple with a biro, it looks like Frank Ribery. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, Connor Barber with a very, very creative one. Tell Ben Hyam was like an appendix. It used to be, it used to be useful long ago. However, it's now a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. <laughs> mm. Like it. Um, I actually looked at this and I can confirm it. Um, at Worsty said, if you look at the photo Wikipedia used for Daniel Agar, there's a definitely a resemblance to a naughty baby's bum. Okay. Weird. Mm. Um, Brad Brooks says, Paddy Kelly, Paddy Kelly looks like a kneecap, similar yeah, to the way when you were. Jim Hutchins says, Ian Dowie is Frankenstein's monster. He looks like he's made up of lots of different body parts, none of them his. Mm. <laughs> he also looks like Earthworm Jim. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, yeah. He does. Sam Connick says, Steve Bruce looks like a fat back. <laughs> <laughs> That's magnificent. That really um, is. <laughs> Uh, Nick Drew says Alex McLeish looks like a sunburnt testicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ask uh, what I call him that. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. How do you get? Well, don't <laughs> And to finish, Dave Gibson completely misses the point, but helpfully points out that Alex Ferguson looks like a bottle of Bell's whiskey. 
Um, uh, I'd like the chipping that Ryan Shawcross looks like a nose. Yeah, yep. okay, yeah. Well, I, I, should, I, should make, I should make a special mention for Ben Fuller, who went to the trouble of doing a lot of pun, uh, puns, which was Jimmy Armfield, Carlton Palmer, Danny Higginbottom, Jermaine Dutoe, uh, <laughs> Jake Livermore, and Brian Penis. Hey. Always nice to get a mention of Brian Penis. Arms in the air, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Penis. <laughs> Seriously, if you are on the tube or in public, put your, arm, put, put your arms in the do air it. now. Do it now. We'll know if you don't. Yeah, do it now. Take a photo of yourself doing it. Yeah. Take a photo of yourself with your arms in the air, get someone else to take the photo, and make sure you're mouthing yeah. Brian Penis. That girl that you're looking at, who's sat opposite you, as oh well, boy, look her right in the eye. And show her your Brian Penis. <laughs> I saw a little comment about the Ramble the other day saying, um, I don't like the Ramble anymore, it's too juvenile. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Bollocks, yeah. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Profile time. Yes. Yeah, switch on. Get your heads on, eh? Hey, come on. Come on. Jimbo, you're up for this, yes? A bit. Pride and ball, Jimbo. It's one of Arsenal's most loved players in the history of the club. It's Charlie George. Charlie George. Good old Charlie George, mm. as the song went. Born on the 10th of October, 1950. 17 years before the summer of love. Oh, yes. A strong, powerful forward he was. And a man who liked to entertain the fans. Strong, powerful sideburns. Yeah. On my sideboards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised in North London, quite famously. Um, he was only five years old when he went to his first Arsenal match. Um, and he was... Arsenal? <laughs> yeah, I suddenly got a bit excited. Yeah, I was thinking the same, he was only five when he won the double with Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. But no, instead he played for their sheep side, apparently, when he was five. <laughs> only five when he played for Arsenal. And uh, he said that uh, he first came with his brother-in-law, and he said the crowd used to sway all over the place when a goal was scored. So I would end up about 20 yards in front of him. So would you get passed over the heads of the people uh, down to the front or back where you were and uh, just carry on watching the game? I quite yeah. like that little lad going all over the shop. Oh, yeah, get him back. Crowd surfing, effectively. <laughs> I've, seen that, I've seen that up in the front part when there's terracing, people passing kids down and stuff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite a, reg- it's quite, quite a um, common thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now he, wa- he would go on and watch Arsenal for another 12 years or so before swapping the terrace for the pitch. Um, he signed for the club as an apprentice. He got, a, he got like, permission to do that. Oh yeah, he yeah. signed. Yeah, someone's got to offer that contract. Yeah, uh, he can't just write it up himself. Um, he uh, mid sixties that was turned professional a year and a half later. I quite like it, what he said about this. He said I'd gone from standing there shouting at the uh, shouting at the players to actually playing with those guys. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. Well, Charlie George always said he felt like a bit of a representative of the stands because his mates were in the crowd. You know yeah. that he'd grown up, you know, going to, to Arsenal with like um, mm. when he was like his whole time there, which is yeah. fantastic. He was quite unruly. Yes. Um, I hated authority. Which would be prevalent throughout his career. Once skipped a reserve match, quite famously, um, to go to Bristol to watch the first team play in the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, you can't turn him off for that. I know. Yeah. yeah. He knew what was to come. Yeah. There's no point in playing with this lot. Right, with yeah. um, not long after breaking into the first team, he was a part of the side that won the Fairs Cup, which went on to be the UEFA Cup, now the Europa League. Um, and it was the club's first trophy in 17 years. There you go, see. They're on the way to hope, another yeah. stint like that currently. <laughs> um, uh, in the semi-final of that tournament, Arsenal came up against Johan Cruyff's Ajax. Now, this was you know, 1970, around then. Mm. Um, they won 3-0 with, with George getting two. The second, a penalty right at the end of the match. Now, it was a two-legged affair. The first leg was at home. So, you need that third. Pressure. Yeah. Exactly. Stick the 19-year-old Charlie George on it. Mm. 
and he slots it. The home. exuberance of youth. Indeed, mm. indeed. Um, he's confident and at times arrogant playing style. Uh, certainly brought back a bit of pride and excitement to Arsenal, which they've been missing for a few years. Um, he unfortunately broke his ankle at the start of the 70-71 season, which kept him out until January. He was quite an injury-prone player, wasn't yeah, he? he was, yeah, he was. Um, his position uh, up front had been filled by Ray Kennedy, so um, George came back uh, to play a more attacking midfield role. He scored 15 goals that season. Mm. Not too bad, considering he missed half of it. And won an historic league and cup double. He loved just scoring from just outside the area. Just oh, absolutely mate. belting it. I'm sure there's a famous goal where he did that, but I'm sure we're going to come to it as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was like his trademark goal. It was brilliant. Well, he had a hell of a thump on him. I've seen him, I've seen him interview where he said, 20, 25 yards out, I always fancy my chances. Yeah. Mm. Always fancy. And him. the rest of the team fancied his chances yeah. as well. And in, it was that FA Cup final, um, which would be his finest moment coming against uh, Shankly's Liverpool. The game finished nil nil. Well, it didn't finish nil nil. The 90 minutes finished nil nil and went to extra time. Liverpool went 1 nil up. Nine minutes later, Eddie Kelly equalised. And with eight minutes to go, Charlie George won the cup for Arsenal with a rasping drive mm. to beat Ray Clemens. It's almost as if Arsenal players now don't shoot from outside the area is a mark of respect <laughs> to Charlie George yeah. well Arsenal, I think Arsenal won the league at White Lane that season as well I think so it was a memorable season mm. um, he, he did that celebration of course where he lay down on his back with his arms in the air which is now yeah. one of the, the most iconic moments of the Cup's history he's yeah. probably knackered he does. Yeah, what he I think, yeah, he did that against Everton once as well. I think famously, and yeah. he doesn't seem to understand why people don't talk about that because the other one was in the FA Cup final. final yeah. It's very simple. Well, yeah, exactly, and, and he was he was a controversial figure as as we said before, and uh, uh, fortunately that goal lives more prominently in the memory than some of the other things he did, as George said himself. Fans will ask me about the flicking of the V sign to supporters or telling some linesman to stick his flag up his ass, but most of the time, though, <laughs> it's that cup final goal against Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> that was when he was at Derby. Oh, no, no. No, it was against the t- Derby fans. And then he signed it? for them. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he had a few bust ups with the manager. Um, and uh, I know, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Can it please be me who says it? God. Headbutt of Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> the hallmark of a Dean when the sort of entrance. This is the only reason he's in there, isn't it? You just, you just way back from Keegan's <laughs> Wikipedia page I just every Googled, time. I just Google Keegan. It wasn't in the, in the lay-by. <laughs> we don't know that it wasn't Charlie George who did it that time. That's true, yeah. No one knows who it was. Yeah. Keegan knows. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know. I've been punched twice. <laughs> oh, Pete's not here to rein us in. Uh, well, it would normally be me. No, I not- can't beat him, join him, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, oh dear, teach him to lose the last England game at Wembley, yeah. the old Wembley. <laughs> or fall asleep in a lay-by. Yeah. <laughs> Was the guy trying to wake him up? In a way. Or get in a fight with Billy Bremner. <laughs> or fall off a bike on Superstars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, it's happened again. Kegels. Why is Kevin Keegan so funny? <laughs> right, come on. Oh, Charlie George was in here. Why did I include that? I had it written down, I don't worry about it. It was always going to be brought up. I've been looking forward to it all day. Oh, dear. Oh, I've been God. keeping pretty quiet up till now. So. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, dear. Right, where where the bloody hell was I? Um, yeah, she did that to Keegan. Yeah, he flicked a V sign at Derby supporters. He later went on to play for Derby yeah. and play up front um, in his only cap for England with Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, did he, did he stick one on him again. That, more of that in a, okay, in a second. Right. In a second. 
Um, but he was often in trouble with the referee, um, although he remembers things slightly different. Um, he said, I think we were allowed to talk to referees more when I played. You could say to Clive Tom- uh, Thomas, F off, Clive, and he would reply, no, you F off. That was all part of the game. It was just good banter. Well, not really. I think the re- <laughs> referee would sooner not be told. Um, <laughs> Um, he said you know he always got on very well with Arsenal supporters um, because he was one of their own as we said I did quite like this he said I like to drink and a bet and uh, they could find me down the local or down the bookies Uh, I'd often see them in the pub after the game there was no chance of me getting an ego because the supporters would keep me in check if I'd had a bad game they'd tell me and I'd say fair point now get the beers in (laughs) (laughs) could never have played in the modern era Um, (laughs) he eventually moved to Derby County in 19 (laughs) stop it (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) he eventually moved to Derby County in 1975 um, where he won his only international cap for England against the Republic of Ireland and he was playing in a three-pronged attack with Stuart Pearson and Kevin Keegan (laughs) (laughs) there it is off he goes yeah However, uh, Don Revy, the manager, wanted him to work up and down the channels a bit more. Doggies! Doggies! (laughs) Doggies! Um, George disagreed with this at half-time, quite frankly. And then he was taken off after about an hour. And uh, when Revy went to shake his hand as he came off the pitch, (laughs) Charlie George told him to go himself. (laughs) He didn't get another call-up. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shame, really. But... um, Possibly his best individual performance of his career was at Derby when they played Real Madrid in the European Cup second I've round. Watch this on YouTube. It yeah. is, it's mental. He's got a Derby hat-trick. County just schooling Real Madrid. Everyone's in white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he scored a hat trick and they won 4 1. But they bucketed it up in Madrid and lost 6 yeah. 5 in aggregate. Oh. Shame. But Shame they absolutely tore him apart. It's well worth watching yeah. if you've, you know, if you're that way inclined. Well, I, I remember. I just remember. I've seen the highlights quite a few times of his performance against Liverpool in the cup final, and, mm. and yeah, he misplaced a few passes and all that. But he, he's, he was always on the ball. He yeah. knocked the ball around nicely, mm. and it looked like to me. I didn't see him enough up front to see how good he was. But his goal scoring record wasn't amazing. But he no. looked a lot more effective, a bit deeper. Mm. Nice passing range on him. You know, he yeah. could hit one as well as we've said. As a, a cliche goes, that he's even said of himself, he was a, he wasn't a great sco- goal scorer, but he was a scorer of great goals. That's right, right. Yeah. and that very much applied to him. Indeed, he had a good time in his three years at Derby and left in 1978 uh, to go to Nazel, signing for the Minnesota Kicks. Oh, the Minnesota Kicks! Scored 9 in 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the official 1 yeah. and 2 needed for yeah, the Yeah, that's how he's got in. That's that, <laughs> that and the Keegan thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He punched Keegan one and, two, 1 and 2 times. <laughs> you got a meeting him, yeah. which he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And we're off again. <laughs> oh dear! If there are any Charlie George fans, we, we do apologise. Oh. Let us get over the finish line. Um, <laughs> he uh, returned to England to play for South. <laughs> you returned to England to play for Southampton. Um, it didn't do too much there, comparatively speaking. I did have a loan spell at Nottingham Forest where he scored. In the Super Cup triumph against Barcelona, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> lovely little oh, gun. to finish. Uh, Didn't he also play in Hong Kong and Canada? He played in Hong Kong uh, in Bournemouth. No, not Canada, Australia. Uh, did he play in Australia? He certainly went up to Dundee United, but didn't actually play a game. That was kind of where he finished. But how funny is that? That right at the end of his career, went on loan to Forest for some odd reason, yeah, and scored um, in, a, in in the two-one aggregate win against Barcelona. Weird. To win the, yeah, you know, yeah. those things do happen. Though it's like when Robbie Fowler went back to Liverpool briefly. You know, you do get these odd little anomalies like that. Oh, true, but Forest were European champions. I know, but you know, it's an extreme example. Well, but still. that's very true. But um, 
to, 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 to finish, I mean, a local lad who, who wowed the crowds at his local side and will live long in the hearts and minds of <coughs> any Arsenal, Derby County or Minnesota Kicks fan. And, Ke- and Kevin Keegan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The imprint will live long in the head. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Jordan coming to see what this all about. Welcome, Charlie. Well, that is the end of the show, kids. I hope you liked it. The email address, if you want to get in touch, is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Yeah, a bit of a um, Gareth Bale loving at the moment. If, you've, if, you, if you're a Spurs fan and you just got through that Arsenal profile, congratulations to you. Uh, there's plenty of stuff on, on the Football Ramble about Spurs and Gareth Bale. Um, yeah, lots of other bits and pieces, the usual stuff. So, yeah, get involved. Get involved. Mm. <laughs> right, say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Kevin Keegan. <laughs> championship season is over and what a season it was but the best is yet to come it's the playoffs who will make it to the premier league and who will be left heartbroken at wembley stay across it all with the second tier we're bringing you episodes after every leg and in between we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history it's real conversation with two real championship obsessives so you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs and share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search Second Tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe.